Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. In the meantime, the fragrance manufacturer Lynx commissioned a survey of 500 men to discover Ireland's most popular fragrance. And astoundingly, much to everyone's surprise, the answer was Lynx. According to their highly scientific above reproach study, 85% of Irish men have at some point enveloped themselves in a gaseous cloud of Lynx Africa. So is that because of its delicious smell or because it's a quick alternative to actually washing? Or is it marketing? Are Irish males lazy about how they smell? Callum Gilchrist is a perfume specialist. Afternoon, Callum. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, um, so could you explain Lynx for it? Like, because it is ubiquitous, it's everywhere, it's, it, is, it is the yeah. best known brand. Why is that? Um, it came out in the 80s and it was, it was quite new for what it was doing. So usually, you know, in the 70s, men would have a cologne and a deodorant and they wanted to give you both. So that was the marketing. So you didn't have to go and buy a very strong aftershave and a deodorant. We'll give you both in one, in one product. Um, and then marketing, it's, it's like anything with a very successful perfume. It's the right place, the right time, the right fragrance, the right marketing behind it, and then bang. And really what they was giving is something very affordable for men that they don't have to worry about, you know, going to buy an aftershave. You can just, here's your deodorant and spray a little extra on you. A bit like used to was, put some in your bath, it's like a bath oil, and you can put a little bit on you afterwards. Mm. It's the same sort of like multi-product, one product thing. Yeah, uh, but it, it does presumably completely dominate the market here. It does. I mean, I actually smelt it there for the first time in 10 years, just about 10 minutes ago. And it just took me back to gymnasiums and school. You know, that just that mist. <laughs> even, even, even if like you never owned it, you'd probably smelt it if you're um, a guy. Other people, you know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, do you know, then they say like musicians having a number one hit at Christmas. Um, it's one of those fragrances that is a number one hit at Christmas because most guys, I would say, can relate to this your grandmother would buy you a bottle of Lynx Africa with um you know the shower gel I'm sure many of the people that own it have the shower gel too mm. you know it's it's like the Christmas hit you know grandmother's buying you <laughs> so yeah yeah it, it's it is ubiquitous it's a smell that's I'm sure many men have smelled even if they don't understand it or yeah and in your experience is it men buying these things for themselves because they like Lynx is it because the woman or the man in their life says I like that smell on you. A bit of both. I mean, usually when they want to actually go out and find a scent, like actually taking you for going to a shop, they usually bring that significant other or even a friend and they say, look, what suits me? What's nice on me? Um, but for Lynx, I'd say it's more been a, a phenomenon of people buying it as a gift, especially for Christmas gifts. Mm. Um, and because it's one of those fragrances that you might be in your first one when you're like 10 years old, or just going to high school, you're more than likely not to go out and buy a fragrance for yourself. It was probably gifted to you. Yeah. And are men more concerned about uh, what sense they put in themselves? Now? More and more so, yes. I mean, we've seen like an explosion of what's known as the niche perfume industry, which are giving people something different. And a lot of these brands really push men-targeted scents or what we class as traditionally masculine scents. And they might have a few women's scents. So we're seeing a change. And I, w- I was saying to someone earlier, it's it's a case where women usually want to find that one scent for themselves and men are finding more that they want to collect scents. So they usually have more and more and more and oh, more. Right. So it's, that's, a, that's a big growing thing now, I'd say, in the last 10 years. But would say if, if 
would your lynx Africa, and if you lined up five men and sprayed it on them all, would it smell slightly different on them all, or is it the same thing? Um, usually that type of scent, it probably would smell pretty much the same. It's usually how you perceive scent. So we're anosmic to certain things. We might not smell certain musks in it or certain notes. So people can perceive scent in a very different way, but your skin pH can affect how it's slightly, slightly different in different people as well. Ah, right. So there would, there would be something of a difference there. Tiny yeah. bush, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and how do male scents differ from female scents? See, that's, that's a whole can of worms. It's all been marketing. Like, I can show you a scent that you'd smell now and think, oh, that smells quite feminine. But 50 years ago, it would have been marketed for men. So it's sort of mm. gone for an evolution and a change in what people perceive to be a masculine or feminine scent. Mm. Usually, for a man's scent, it's usually something very aromatic, dry, citrusy, has what that note was in Lynx Africa called kukumarin or tonka bean, which is a sort of hay-like, rich, nutty note in the base. Um, that's why, I mean, it's it's definitely a fragrance for men, the note construction that it's, it's, it's built around. Okay, so if it, so, um, say a scent that's too sweet wouldn't be considered to be a male scent. Well, I, well, you had um, Dupom, which was the one in the pink bottle, some people might know. That was a male targeted scent, and it's very sweet. It's like cinnamon sweet. Mm. Like sweet scents were a big thing in the early 90s with Alien, you know, that sort of cotton candy floss smell. Yeah. Recently with Baccarat Rouge as well. So... Sweetness can be for men and women, depending on how they construct it as well. The okay. type of sweetness. So, so, and there is a kind of fashion uh, ups oh, yeah. and downs about this. Yes, absolutely. Certain scents are in fashion. Usually one scent will come out and just knock people off their feet, and then all the other brands want to make a variation such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's very common. So that there were a certain trend-setting fragrances throughout history right. that have been very important. Yeah, okay, so you brought in some scents, Callum. Uh, yeah. So talk us through them. What have, what have you got I, there? I might spray the Lynx Africa first. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you don't have to apologise, of... it's your job. Uh, there you go, right. Uh, but it, it will bring back... Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, my eyes it's, watered with that one. It's yeah. strong. And, yeah. and you get there some freshness, but there's also a lot of that tonka bean kumarin note, which is like mm. hay, vanilla, warm, spicy. Um, I would say to... Because that came out in 1995, many of the gentlemen who probably wore that in their 20s, this would be something that wouldn't be too far off. But for me, it's a bit more mature. Yes. So it's yeah. lavender. It's called Invasion Baba. It's not smacking you over the head like no, the it's, links it's, it's, yeah. it's much softer. Um, it's got a lovely note of lavender in it too. But something like this, for me, is what I would pass as like a modern day trend setting fragrance okay. in niche. This is called Ganymede. So this okay, is Okay, that's nice. Yeah. It's it's a really nice fragrance. And it's a very unusual one, but it's still likable. And it has this lovely effect in the air being like sparkly and it's quite intoxicating. Yeah. Now, in, in, in like the more expensive it is, is it necessarily better? No. No, not usually. I mean, one, it's personal. There can be a very expensive perfume and people say, look, it's great. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. Mm, Don't force yourself to pay for something you don't like. Um, Usually the price goes into the ingredients that go into the perfume, the quality. And there, you know, there is a variation. I mean, Lynx Africa is six euro because it's made of ingredients that are very easy and cheap to produce. But to be fair to them, they made a very good fragrance with the budget they were dealing with. So different perfume houses have different budgets. So usually if niche fragrances, they don't have a budget. Make They say to the perfume, you have all the creative freedom you want. We want something a bit like this. And then they can put whatever they want into it. Okay, so that last one, the Ganymede, how, how much is that? Um, for a 100ml bottle is about 190 
Wow. Okay. So, so they're not. Yes. Okay. So it's not cheap, away. but in, yeah. in terms of like pricing, I mean, Tom Ford private blends for 50 mil around 244 euro. Yeah. And like Ombre Namad by Louis Vuitton would be 360 for 100 mil. So they're not getting, they're not cheap. They're not it's, cheap. It's not no. the 90s anymore. Are they like, and, and it, are they made in like the, the different, uh, those high end ones? Are they made in different locations? It's not them, they're all made in the same factory and they slap a different label. No, I mean, there's different compounding houses. So some of them are made in um, Italy, Spain, most of them in France, of course. You know, it's mm, the home yes. of French perfumery. Um, but usually, I mean, for a good quality scent, we've actually, for me, it's still, they're still giving you good quality for the money i'd say anywhere between 100 and 250 is usually a good mark nowadays if you want a good quality scent and it's one of those things it's not cheap but if you it's like fashion if you, if you want to express yourself in something that makes you feel good why not save up find something you truly really love mm. and the average male would now have or at least young men would have a variety of things depending on what oh, yeah. they feel like i've seen young men in their teens spending a lot more than 190 on fragrances they they really they really get into it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, it, what are the rules about applying it? Um, I'd say for men, particularly, the best, if you apply on your neck, one, it's not good for your skin, and two, it can kind of choke you out. So just pull out your shirt and then just spray underneath your chest a couple, four or five times, and on your hands, on the hairy part of your arms, if you've got hair, even best. Yeah. Even better. Um, that's the best way to apply it. Around your neck, it can just kind of choke think, choke your nose and you just won't smell it anymore. And okay. You think it's gone and you put more on and then you're choking out the whole city. <laughs> you know? So putting it on your wrists and dabbing that on, on the sides of your neck, you shouldn't do that, really. I mean, look, there's no strict rules. You can do what yeah. you want. Don't spray it in the air and walk into it. It's an ultimate waste of the fragrance. <laughs> um, and I will say this, and I'm going to say this on behalf of ladies, um, if you get a lovely fragrance, the most important thing you can do is make sure you have a shower before. Don't come back all sweaty and smelly from the gym and think it's going to hide it. Have a good shower and yes. then put on your fragrance. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the, the smell of links mixed with sweat really is yes. probably a very familiar yeah, smell the, to people. The, the, yeah, the sweaty cumin note is not a part of links. Um, yeah. That's, uh, uh, yeah. One texter says links Oriental was the first product, but it seems it was so successful they killed it because the rest was left on the shelf. Oriental was a deadly babe catcher. Oh, wow. I've never smelt that one, yeah. funny enough. Uh, the definition of a man shower, spray deodorant up towards the bathroom ceiling and stand under the falling mist, says John. Uh, <laughs> someone else, Ed says uh, the, the name Elon Musk sounds like a dodgy men's fragrance in the 70s. Uh, someone else says, uh, Stephen and Limerick says, if links ever bring back Oriental, that would be class. The best, longest lasting deodorant at that price point of the 80s and 90s. So every yeah. Oriental was yeah, much remembered. Get it trending on Twitter or something, and they uh, might have their uh, ears perked up. My eleven-year-old, my eleven-year-old is now using his big brother's links when he goes out to play. Choking us in the house, and I'm getting worried. <laughs> uh, says Dan. Someone else says I had double geography every Tuesday, and in fifth and sixth year in school, I couldn't point Ireland out on a map because the lads in the class would spend the first ten minutes dousing themselves in links after playing football in yes. the yard before school. Awful. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a cloud. How does your guest rate Sex Panther by Odeon? Apparently, it's illegal in that country. <laughs> you remember that from the film? Oh yeah, Anchorman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vico deodorant, V I C O, is a small Irish uh, business that provides great scents of lemongrass, Wexford strawberry, orange blossom, and lavender. Would recommend to her friends, says Jack, who I'm sure has no connection whatsoever uh, to Vico deodorant. Uh, and someone else says, I used about around half a bottle of Lynx this morning. Wow. Cycled to the office in the lashings of rain. So arrived wet and a bit stinky. 
It's only 10 to 15 minute cycles, not enough to justify a shower. One of my colleagues said I smelt nice. She may be just being polite, but I like to think she's being genuine. The trick is to spray until the point where you think you've sprayed too much and then spray some more. Wow, I mean, that, that might be causing the climate change in Ireland. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, that, is, that as well. That that's a, spring. A, that's yeah. a grim warning, if you think about it. Callum, thanks a million for no coming worries. in to talk Thank to us you. today. That was Thank Callum you. Gilchrist there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.